everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Girl Podcast. I'm so excited to have you all back and I'm so excited for today's episode because we have a guest on today and a very special guest at that. She is incredible. I I don't want to waste too much time. I really just, I want to jump into today's episode. So let me tell you about today's guest. Her name is Maya Leinenbach. She is the face behind the viral social media accounts called Fit Green Mind on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. She has millions of followers, millions of views on her vegan recipe videos. And get this, she's only 17 years old. I don't know what you were doing at 17, but Maya is an incredible businesswoman. And at such a young age, I am genuinely just I'm I'm so impressed with her. Maya and I dive deep into how she balances running a business while still being in high school. We talk about her tips for vegan beginners, her incredible time management skills, her advice to people who want to get into cooking, her vegan journey, and also what it's like growing up in Germany. So, I'm so excited. Maya is a sweetheart, someone who is a content creator. Um, You know, I do this full time. I run Healthy Girl Kitchen as my primary business. I am so, so just in awe of what she is doing. I definitely couldn't have run a business while being a full-time student in high school. So she is just amazing. So without further ado, let's all welcome Maya to the Healthy Girl podcast. We were just talking and I was telling her how excited I am to have her here because I've been watching her on Instagram for the past few years just genuinely blown away at her growth, her creativity, her ability to grow a brand at such a young age. So hello, Maya. Welcome. Hello, Danielle. I'm really happy to be on your podcast. Oh my God. I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like I have a million questions to ask you just because I'm so curious about everything about your life between balancing going to school and having this incredible brand and being a full-time content creator um, and all your favorite foods and what you like to cook. I just have so many questions, but I really want to start with where you are in the world. You're in Germany. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I'm from Germany and um, here in Germany, we've got different regions called Bundesländer. Uh, like small um, districts, you could say. And I'm in the um, uh, like west, rather than the west, um, right next to the border to France, like four hours away from Paris. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. So Pretty do you like do you travel? Do you travel within Europe a lot? Um, we used to uh, before Corona. So we went to. Um, London to Paris, uh, to the Netherlands multiple times. So um, yeah, we love to travel across Europe. And I'm sure the food is amazing. 
Yeah, <laughs> so um, I live on the countryside, so here we've got more like uh, really meat heavy dishes and like, yeah, it's not that exciting. But uh, as soon as you come to bigger cities like Berlin or Paris, it's really fun to go out and eat. So you're in a really small town. How did you start your personal vegan journey? So um, I should. I was supposed to do uh, a little research for um, for school about veganism and how effect it, it, it affects the environment. And um, yeah, so I got into that topic. And at first, I was kind of skeptical. I thought it was extreme and yeah, kind of weird. My sister has been vegetarian for years, years before I even went vegan. So it wasn't completely new for me. Um, but as soon as I got into that topic, I was more and more interested, especially about the environmental side and then also like um, the animal cruelty and also um, like the health aspect. And then in January 2019, I decided let's try it. Why not? And ever since I've been vegan. Oh, my God. I love that. So your sister was actually vegetarian before you. And do you, do you have any other siblings? Yes, I've got um, a little brother, like a younger brother. He's not smaller than me. <laughs> um, he's uh, 14 now. Okay. And what about your parents? Are they vegan now too? Not completely, but I would say I definitely influenced them in some way. So um, our dinners are always vegan. They use oat milk for their coffee or soy yogurt. So I would say like 80% of their diet is vegan. That's amazing. I mean, when I first went vegan, I I kind of was hoping that my family would like immediately want to be vegan too, you know, because you learn about the animals and the cruelty and, and you learn about it and you just want everyone around you to go vegan too because you just become so passionate about all of the great things that veganism does. And my mom eventually went plant-based. She eats a little fish here and there, but she's like 99%. So that's all I can ask for but my dad we're still working on my dad he loves like sausages hot dogs he's he loves meat so we're still working on my dad but but that's amazing that your family is is on the track of eating mostly plant-based yeah and it's funny my dad is also um rather the person who tends to eat a little more meat than my mom so maybe it's like this man thing. <laughs> I know, but I'm sure your recipes have really opened his eyes to how amazing vegan food can be and how hearty it can be and that there's so many meat substitutes out there and you make such a variety of vegan food that I'm sure he he definitely isn't missing out a lot of the time. Definitely. Yeah. So, okay. You're growing up with your family in Germany. Did you always love to cook? Like when when did this passion start for you? Yeah, we always cooked a lot at home. So uh, when I was younger, my mom used to cook lunch for us uh, or also my dad when he was at home, um, he cooked for us. So I just grew up uh, with my parents in the kitchen and I always loved to watch them cooking, help a little bit like chopping veggies when I was still very small or um, eventually I wanted to try season something and I was just curious about what they actually do in the kitchen and I think um, that's why I just sort of have a passion for cooking now and I still love being creative in the kitchen um, because I just grew up with it. 
So, I, I mean, I was kind of the same way. I always loved cooking and I was obsessed with watching the Food Network when I was little. I don't know <laughs> if you got the Food Network in Germany, but um, I would wake up super early and just watch the cooking channel and <laughs> I just became obsessed with all things food. But I never, I never pictured myself being a chef personally. I never like viewed that as a career path for me. It was just more for fun that I liked to cook. Did you from a young age, like picture yourself being a chef? Like what did you envision? No, definitely not. I uh, loved cooking, but I also loved playing football or soccer, how you want to call it. <laughs> and I was really passionate about that. So uh, when I was younger, my dream was actually to become a professional football player one day. Um, but yeah, then eventually I just lost my passion for that and uh, started cooking more. Um, but I never had the dream of being a chef, not even today, because I think this um, being a professional chef is, I think, very stressful. And I just love doing it for fun and being creative. But there would, in a professional kitchen would be too much pressure for me. Very true. I, I give so much credit to professional chefs who work in a restaurant, who own a restaurant. It's a lot of work, but you have turned it into a business for yourself. So at what point did you decide to start your social media? Um, basically, at the same time, I started uh, going vegan. So in January 2019. And my initial thought was um, my mom and I um, love to cook together and we loved uh, going through cookbooks. And we were like, having an own cookbook would be pretty awesome. But if we would publish one now, no one would buy it because no one knows us. So yeah, what should we do? And um, I had the idea, why not start an Instagram channel? Because as a teen, you've got Instagram, you follow people there. And I was, I've always been inspired by other creators and loved watching them. So I just decided to show the world what I cook at home. And um, it was sort of like trial and error. I didn't know anything about food photography or Instagram or whatever. I just got started and got better by time. Okay, so you had the thought you wanted to come out with a cookbook but you knew, okay, no one knows who I am. How am I going to sell cookbooks if no one knows who I am? So you, so that's like a very entrepreneurial mindset to have <laughs> at a young age and then actually walk through the strategy of, okay, well, I need to create a social media account to hopefully become known. And then like that, most adults doing this or people who have businesses don't think those steps out. So did you always find yourself to be entrepreneurial in that way? Um, looking back, I would say yes. So um, I always planned to do sort of like my own thing when I grew up. I never uh, wanted to be like an employee um, that someone else tells me what I have to do. I always love to be creative. And I remember <laughs> when I was very small, um, I loved to play up things or um arrange things and then tell my parents oh look that looks like in an advertisement so I think it's sort of like ingrained in me that I like to to have this that I have this entrepreneurial side of me um yeah <laughs> that's incredible so then you start your account and at this point you weren't posting video content right it was pictures yeah okay because that because reels and everything that came a little bit later in 2020 mm -hmm. So you're posting pictures and at the same time you're teaching yourself 
how to how to take food pictures what what were you doing originally did you have a camera were you using your phone Yeah, uh, my mom got a camera for her birthday one uh, year before I started, and I just um, asked her if I can use it and um, took it for making pictures, uh, for taking pictures. And then eventually I bought my own camera <laughs> once uh, my account grew a bit bigger. And you just taught yourself. Yeah, so I got one book about food photography and I thrifted it actually. Um, and um, yeah, there I learned about uh, the light and um, sort of how to arrange things that it looks nicely. And that helped me a lot. Um, but then for making videos, I just um, yeah, tried out things, watched community videos and um, also realized what works and what doesn't work. When, so when you started to post video or when you started to post pictures, were you seeing traction happening or was it not until you started the videos? Um, there was definitely a little bit of traction, but in 2019, uh, Instagram already um, started to develop into a more um, video content platform. I think in 2014 or when it started, it was like only photos and then um, it became more and more video content. So uh, I recognize that video content is just more, um, yeah, more popular across Instagram. And then I decided in summer 2019 that I will start making uh, recipe videos and um, just try to improve video by video. So how many videos would you say it took or how many months of creating video content did it take for you to see your account growing at a rapid rate? So that's hard to say. Um, I think after one year of posting uh, like half a year vid uh, photos and then half a year videos, um, my account grew to like 14,000 followers. Um, and after that, um, it got a little, a little boost, I would say, <laughs> that I grew to like 30, 40,000 followers. And then it's, um, it was like stagnating for quite some time. Uh, and then uh, Reels were published and I started to use them. And then suddenly my account sort of blew up. Yeah. And I think that's important for people to understand because they see your account now and they see your success now and they don't see all of the years of you posting without seeing that kind of growth. And I'm sure you're posting every day and you're taking a lot of pictures originally and then you got into video and then you had to teach yourself how to make a good video and obviously you know your video skills evolve over time and they're and they're ever changing but i feel like people always say to me well i tried instagram and it didn't work for me i'm like well how many videos did you post they're like well i made three videos and it didn't work i'm like if i had stopped at three videos i wouldn't have a job right now so I think it's important that people understand how much hard work has gone into your account and how much hard work it takes to have a successful social media presence. Definitely. I remember I was uh, posting basically every single day a new video back in 2020 and um, like my account literally grew like, uh, like 10 followers a week. So it was not uh, really um, a growth rate. Um, but yeah, then eventually, I think you just have to to, to commit to something, If especially if you want to grow your um, social media account, you have to stick to it for quite some time. 
and um, eventually the hard work will pay off definitely so your account eventually blows up and what were you what were you noticing when your account kind of took off like were you were you getting like now brands wanting to sponsor you uh, you know people coming to you wanted to wanting to manage you like what what kind of things did you see in that way um, definitely. So first of all, you see uh, the views rate goes up, the likes rate goes up and all that. Um, but of course, uh, brands were coming up to me and asking, asking me for sponsorships and also management. Um, and then that was also the point when uh, my parents and I decided that we actually go to a management because we don't know a lot, of th- a lot about business and all that. So we definitely needed some help and some support. Um, and yeah, luckily my parents knew um, like a manager uh, from their um, studies at college. And um, so it was like a close relationship immediately. And um, they helped me a lot with uh, like uh, collaborations and all that. And yeah. <laughs> and so as someone who's 17, right? You're 17? Yeah. Yeah, so someone who's 17, w- I mean, are you overwhelmed on a daily basis? Like, what's it like having to go to school, study, get good grades, but then also run a full-time business and, and having the pressures of keeping up your social media accounts? Like, do you, like what are your feelings around that? Um, it's a lot of fun uh, creating that content and, um, like, interacting with my community um, that it I don't really feel pressure about it. Um, Of course, sometimes um, it can be a lot, especially, um, for example, last year when I was uh, working on my cookbook or, um, yeah, sometimes uh, when I write a lot of exams or whatever, it can be stressful. But in general, I just really enjoy, um, yeah, creating content and um, interacting with my community and all that. And at this point, are you like excited to go to school or are you like, I just want to create content all day? Well, <laughs> school is always such a thing. Um, I never hated school, but I, I was never a big fan of school. Um, it's okay for me. I like to see my friends there, but um, I will finish school next year in summer. And I'm definitely looking forward to that. You're excited? Yeah. Okay. So I So a few questions. One how do how did your peers start treating you differently at school if anything like are people like oh my god like like even like kids in your school who maybe aren't in your grade are they like oh my god like I see you on Instagram like how has your life changed at school um so my friends treat me just like um before um of course sometimes they come up to me and say hey Maya I tried this in this recipe and it was delicious or whatever and that's always that makes me really happy uh and sometimes they're um kids from other grades like grades um below me and they talk to me and I they say Maya do you know this and this and whatever and they talk to me like I'm a friend of them uh, but I don't really know them so that's sometimes a little um yeah, a little weird. I'm not used to that, but um, they are always friendly, so it's never um, uncomfortable. That's like the funny thing about social media, right? Especially like being on Instagram, people feel like they know you. It's a very yeah. weird thing. 
but it's it's good that it's been well received and everyone's been supportive it sounds like mm-hmm. and what about your teachers um yeah they they are also really supportive um even they try uh, my recipes or they uh, one teacher of mine got my cookbook and brought it to class that i can uh, sign it <laughs> that Aww. was uh, really cool that's <laughs> so they cute also, yeah I, I was really happy and um they're really supportive there are that's no bad a- jokes or whatever that's amazing so okay so everyone's supportive at school when you finish high school what are your what are your plans I want to definitely uh, continue posting content on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, maybe uh, even more on YouTube, for example, because that consumes a lot of time. And once I finish school, I will definitely have more time. And um, yeah, I want to um, evolve Fit Remind as a actual brand. And my big goal is um, having my own products in supermarkets, for example, a healthy vegan lasagna in the frozen section that uh, vegan food is really accessible for people and that they can try my food without cooking it. (laughs) I love that. So hopefully one day I'll be at Whole Foods or some grocery store and I'll see fit green mind lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. So, so you really see yourself like this is for the long term. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and do you, what about college? Um, So I will do my, um, in German it's called Abitur, I think it's like A-levels or high school degree, um, that I have the option to do studies at college or university, Um, but it's not my first plan. So I want to have that option, but um, at first I want to focus on Fit Green Mind, on growing that business, and if I feel like studying eventually, I can do it, but it's not my plan. I I think that's amazing. And this might be an unpopular opinion because I think I think for so long like people fought for women to be able to go to school and pe- to be able to go to college and you know the generation above us our parents grandparents like almost it's a given that you need to go to college because that's how you get a job but there's so many new jobs out there that where you don't need a college education and you already have your future and your career laid out for you and you're already making money adult money at at such a young age so i think it's amazing that when you graduate high school you already have a job that you can just jump right into and spend more time on yeah at first my mom was like uh, when i said i don't plan on studying uh, she was a little worried and i said hmm, don't you want to study something after finishing school but now that she sees that uh, figure mind is becoming a real business uh, she she agrees with me and she supports me with that that's great yeah we we need supportive parents because they like having a good support system at home especially when you're young it just it helps for sure. Um, I know a lot of people ask me about whether my parents are supportive of what I do. And even though I'm now married, I live on my own, they don't support me financially. I think a lot of parents still have certain expectations for their kids. You know, there are some parents that are like, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. And like, those are the only things that like we expect of you. So you can, like, I know people who, whose parents have said that to them. So 
I'm really lucky that my parents support what I do and are proud of me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that you have the same. Okay. I want to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you in terms of veganism, do you have any tips? Let's say teens like you are living at home and they want to start eating vegan, start eating more plant-based meals, but their parents are a little skeptical. Do you have any advice for them? Um, so definitely communication is key. So, um, talk to your parents, explain your point of view, your reasons behind, uh, going vegan, maybe show them some documentaries or, um, like real, um, evidence, real proof. And, uh, yeah, then you can try out things and maybe bake or cook something and, uh, give it to them to show them that vegan food can be healthy and delicious that, um, that they are not completely anti-vegan uh, because I think then it's really hard uh, when they don't really accept veganism. And um, apart from that, um, I would say start with small switches. For most people, that's uh, the easiest way, like um, switching uh, the milk in your coffee for oat milk or using cashew yogurt, soy yogurt, whatever you like, trying out a lot of new things. And um, if you still live at home, definitely invite your parents for uh, um, trying new things together with you. And would you say, I always tell people that they should just ask their mom to go to the grocery store with them and just say like, hey, can I come with you? Because I'd love to pick out a couple things that I can that I can make. Yeah, I think that that's also really nice. Yeah, no, those are those are good tips. And I agree with you, like show your parents as many documentaries as you can and try to educate them that way. There are so many great documentaries. Do you have a favorite one? Um, so I watched uh, Cowspiracy and mm -hmm. that uh, turned me, quote unquote, turned me vegan um, because um, I was really curious about the environmental aspect. But I've also watched What the Health. I know it's um, a, little, a little controversial, um, but Game Changers regarding the health aspect is also really inspiring. And yeah, I think those are the three documentaries I watched about veganism and I like them. Okay, so to recap, and I think those are all on Netflix, I'm sure. Cowspiracy, What the Health, and Game Changers. So write that down so you don't <laughs> forget. Um, and then let's say you have someone who is maybe a beginner cook in the kitchen. Do you have any advice for someone who wants to start cooking more? Um, maybe um, prepping uh, veggies um, um, like Monday that you have them on the week. Because I know when you come from school or from work and you have to chop veggies, it just takes way longer. Um, so if you have that on hand, um, the the barrier of actually going in the kitchen and cooking is uh, way lower and uh, you're more likely likely to to do that and um working with a lot of spices i think spices are the key for delicious meals and uh, like go to the grocery store and buy some spice mixes or um, just spices maybe you've never tried before and try out new combinations in the kitchen and um, don't be afraid of failing. <laughs> Just um, yeah, try again when something fails. And do you have three tips for vegan beginners? 
free tips. Um, um, the first thing I would do is looking at the, your diet now and then uh, think about uh, which things you actually have to replace in order to make your diet vegan. For example, for me, it was uh, subbing my um, yogurt for a non-dairy yogurt or things like that. Um, then uh, go to the grocery store and buy all the vegan th things you want to try <laughs> that you can find your favorite products because I remember um, I tried almond uh, yogurt and I didn't like it but then I bought soy yogurt and I liked it so I st uh, stick to soy yogurt and the last one is meal prepping especially for me in school uh, I always meal prep my lunch because uh, in our cafeteria there is no vegan option and I know it can be uh, really hard if you are somewhere you're hungry but there's no vegan option and then you're like man so that's already um always good to have something on hand and i like your tip about like kind of finding what works for you like you said like in the end like you found the yogurt that works for you i feel like a lot of people will say oh i i tried vegan cheese and it was gross and so now like i can't be vegan because i tried one bad vegan cheese and i'm like well i've tried a lot of bad vegan cheeses but i found the great ones too so i would just i agree with you you have to keep an open mind and find what works for you it's a little bit of trial and error right mm, definitely so what is your favorite dish to cook <laughs> that's hard <laughs> i think uh asking a food blogger something like that is yeah it's a hard question um i always like curries um with coconut milk and uh, veggies and tofu um that's like my go-to dish because it's uh, cooked very quickly um but i also really enjoy um uh, spaghetti bolognese for example or lasagna when I've got a little bit more time want something comforting uh, then I would choose something like that so good I love pasta is my favorite food <laughs> in the world Agree. so what so those are your favorite foods to cook what's your favorite food to eat um can I say a combination <laughs> yeah go for it um dates and peanut butter like Ooh. this is the best snack on earth <laughs> that's a good one i love i love doing a date with peanut butter and then chocolate chips yeah that's that's next level <laughs> next level so good um what is a non-negotiable for you in your wellness routine um like doing some sort of movement or exercise a day whether it's going outside for a walk or doing an actual workout or just stretching and yoga but just moving your body and um, being a little active um, that's something I do every day I love that so okay you have time to work out you go to school and you have a business that you're running I feel like you have some great time management skills in place because otherwise I don't think you'd be able to do it all so what can you kind of walk us through a day in your life a week in your life and like how you manage everything sure so um i like to plan my weeks ahead so on sunday i sit down and i um, look at my calendar and write down um, appointments i have in the next week and then um yeah i create like a plan for the next week also with things i want to get done or i want to achieve um that i have sort of like a to-do list for the next week and then uh, every morning like 
uh, Monday morning, I sit down with my notebook or my tablet and then I make, um, with the help of my big to-do list for the week, uh, a small to-do list for the day um, that I know what I have to do or what I want to do on that day if I have an appointment that I can plan my time around that and um, I've got the things I uh, um, I prioritize for example if I write an exam on the next day I pre prioritize studying for that uh, over um, doing a real workout or something like that that I can um, prioritize my to-do list um, that I can get the really important and urgent things um, actually done. And then when are you filming your videos? Um, on sa uh, Saturday, I film all my videos and then on Sunday I edit them. So I got all my content ready for the week. Um, and during the week I've got time for school and collaborations or calls or whatever. And so, okay, you're filming all day Saturday. How do you have a certain number of recipes that you do every Saturday or does it vary? Um, yeah, I like to do five videos on Saturday. Um, sometimes if I get, um, if I really want to do one dish more because I really want to try it, um, I will do that. But on average, it's five. I mean, just knowing how much work goes into each video, because I essentially have the same job as you, five videos in a day is a lot of work. It's a lot of groceries. It's a lot of cleanup. It's a lot of hours to be filming how many hours would you say that takes you on saturday um so i start at around 8 a.m and i finish at about 6 p.m so about 10 hours of course i do little breaks uh within that time but yeah roughly 10 hours oh my god so are you changing your outfit in between the videos so it looks like you t did it on different days <laughs> I used to, uh, but I stopped because eventually, like, I don't know, um, then I, I mean, when you're cooking, you might spill something and then your shirt is dirty. And uh, I didn't want to ruin too many shirts in one day. So I stopped doing that. And I was like, okay, I just wear one outfit all day long. And um, yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Because sometimes if I'm filming like too many videos at once, I'll go and I'll change my shirt because I'm like, everyone's <laughs> going to be sick of seeing this yellow button down. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's a lot of work. And then Sunday is your editing day. Exactly. And how long does that take you? Um, so I got like, um, I got more into the routine of editing. I remember when I started, it took me way longer than now. Um, um, so per video, like 45 minutes. So um yeah four to five hours in total and are you at that point too like also writing like like are you doing the full voiceover are you then doing that later in the week like are you completing all the videos on sunday yeah i um that's something i really want to accomplish on sunday because that makes me feel like um i fulfilled i accomplished the thing i really wanted to um do this um this weekend and I've got my head free for for other things uh, that are coming this week. So I try to finish them completely with uh, if I do voiceover with voiceover or um, text and all that. And do you have, well, I know you do have strategies behind your editing, but what are some, 
what are some things that you do in each video to whether it's like grab people's attention or make the video more appealing? Um, so uh, the first thing is showing like the final product at the beginning of the video um, so that the people see what I actually make and that they get the taste of it <laughs> and are curious what's coming. Um, I like to use the same, um, how do you say it, the same uh, font, like the, the text um, layout for um, uh, for for all my videos that it's like um, recognizable. And uh, I like to build in a few jokes to uh, make the video a little lighter and that people might smile one time and yeah. I know you do such a good job of that. You like throw in a little punchline. You're like, I don't know. I feel like you're just cute. You'd be like, <laughs> and throw in the garlic because everyone loves garlic. <laughs> <laughs> so funny and then do you before a video goes out are there times where you like because sometimes before i post a video i'll have this feeling that like i don't really like the video are there times where you don't post something because you have that feeling yeah it's funny i think it's like a little perfectionism there are a few times when i uh, get the video completely ready it's edited all that i just have to write the caption and upload it but then i'm like I don't like this video, I won't post it. It happens rarely because I try to work on that perfectionism, uh, but sometimes it happens and um, I don't know why. And then I showed my mom and she says, Maya, this video is totally fine. Why don't you want to post it? But somehow I don't like it and yeah. <laughs> I know, it's really tough. I feel like content creators have so much pressure to always be perfecting their work and I feel like my videos always have to be better than the ones I posted before and I feel like I always need to be evolving and growing so if I feel like I make a video where my last one was better whether it's the lighting whether it's the script whether it's the recipe itself if I feel like the video doesn't live up to the standards I've, I've set for myself it's really hard because then I'll I'll want to just scrap the video and, and not post it but I think this is something that a lot of content creators struggle with because your work is public and you're being judged by it and the likes and the views what even if you're saying oh I'm not going to get caught up in the numbers like you do look and you of course you want to get good engagement yeah yeah I can sort of relate um it's just uh yeah you you try you put in so much effort into your videos and then um yeah it's kind of sad when you're uh, not happy with it in the end because you put in all the time, you cooked it, you edited it. And um, yeah, but I really try to work on this perfectionism um, because it can um, yeah, be paralyzing sometimes. So two, two last things. One, what, what would you say to a new content creator in this space who maybe wants to do what you do and and get started whether it's cooking or whether it's something else someone who wants to start creating content on instagram youtube TikTok. um so my first advice would be using reels or TikTok or um, youtube shorts because the this video format is um yeah it's being pushed by all platforms at the moment so this is a really good um yeah, good thing to grow organically, um, even in 2022. 
and then um, do the things you love and uh, stick to it for for quite some time. You can't expect to post two videos and go viral. You have to work on it. And um, but as long as you like doing it and if you've got fun doing it, the people will will eventually recognize it, and um, you'll have su success with it. A hundred percent. You have to be passionate about it. You have to if you love what you're doing and if you have a passion for what you're putting out into the world other people will pick up on that and you'll attract the energy that you want to attract i yeah. agree with you um and also like as i was saying before like and as you're saying like you can't give up you can't post two videos and then when you didn't go viral you can't then give up you it you have to be consistent and also i would say not to expect to make money right away too Definitely. Definitely. And then lastly, how do you deal with negative comments or haters? So I'm really thankful that I don't receive a lot of hate comments or negative comments. Um, and if I receive something, it's mostly about like veganism in general. And um, when I get comments like that, I um, I don't really look at it because I'm like, okay this person got his opinion it's okay but i don't have to listen to it and um also the other negative comments if it's constructive uh, criticism i like to listen to it and I'm, I'm reflecting about it and i see if i can um take something from it uh, to improve uh, my my content or whatever um but if it's just like pure hate i don't really look at it and don't even waste time thinking about it because i think hate comments um tell you more about um the one the person who commented it uh, instead of the person who should receive it so yeah i love everything that we talked about you are so inspiring and so impressive where can everyone find you on social media if they're not following you already um, so uh, it's Fit Green Mind basically everywhere. So on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, and I'm also new on Pinterest. So <laughs> yeah, you can check it out. And you have a cookbook with all of your vegan recipes, amazing vegan recipes. Where can everyone find your cookbook? Um, yeah, so uh, there's a website. It's called Make It Maya, and um, you can find it when you're on my Instagram, or you can just type it in into Google or wherever. Make It Maya, and then you'll find it. Fifty easy vegan recipes. Fifty easy vegan recipes. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on the Healthy Girl Podcast. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of fun. So much fun. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>